Greetings, Eelboy Genius here, and welcome to the Over the Top Podcast, the most brutally honest and offensive podcast for freelancers, coaches, consultants, and professional service providers of all flavours who are sick to the back teeth of being led on, fobbed off, given the runaround and goated by time wasted wannabes, tie kickers, and price buying window shoppers. And if you're brave enough to be a maverick and swim against the glutinous tide of Me Too mediocrity, and you're happy to ruffle feathers, step on toes, and slaughter sacred cows, then gird your loins, pin back your ears and pay attention. If you need to urgent or you just want any of the resources we mentioned in the podcast, email holly at growyourbusinessfast.co.uk and she'll take care of you. I'm a father, so I take a cut. Anyway, let the mayhem begin. How'd you make a Venetian blind? Poke his eyes uh, oh, fuck's sake. Dreadful. <laughs> I ordered a black glass whiteboard today okay <laughs> okay <laughs> i thought you'd take the piss out of me for it to be honest i, I, don't, I don't even know what one is so it's... And i don't need to know either i don't care <laughs> well, I think i'll it's google it and look to the podcast <laughs> so hey? let me tell i think this is a good opening to the podcast so let me oh, okay, let me yeah. tell you it's a, hey, why uh... don't you tell me connor <laughs> It's it's exactly like a whiteboard, but except instead of black. except it's black, and instead of it being that, I, I don't think that material a whiteboard's made out of. It's made of glass. So basically, you've you've bought a blackboard. <laughs> yeah, and they're a little and, bit more and, expensive and the, than a traditional the, whiteboard. Yeah, and they've fooled you into paying a load of money for it because it's made of glass. Well, you could have yeah. just bought a normal blackboard for about three pound fifty and a half eaten Mars bar. Yeah, but a blackboard, you have to use chalk, and chalk makes my skin crawl. Um, darling, I'm sure you can justify the, the massive expense of a black glass blackboard <laughs> if you want to. Of course I can. We buy with reason and we justify with emotion. Exactly. <laughs> so how much was this? Uh, 90 by 120. It was £95. Fucking hell. So basically you're paying a pound a pound a centimetre. <laughs> for this fucking I whiteboard, wish, blackboard. I wish, I, I wish the fucking local prosy operated on the same fucking price yeah. scheme. That'd be really cheap. I'd only be paying, yeah, a, couple, I'd only be paying a couple of quid. <laughs> I was going to say £3.50 and half a Mars bar, but what do you use to draw on this thing? Let me guess, some really expensive special pens. <laughs> I'm fucking right, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Connor, okay, what kind of pens do you use? Special ones, uh, how much? Uni. Uh, £20 for five. They fucking saw you coming, mate. They really Oh, well, yeah. Did. I'm a sucker for this shit. Honestly. I'm I bet sucker. you bought that out of the fucking business, didn't you? Of course you did. My private one, yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have done that, mate. You're not that registered. You got you bought it in the joint one. You got the VAT back. Oh well, I'm fucking too late for that now. <laughs> Unless you sell it to the joint base <laughs> as a profit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm sure that's legal Imagine. somewhere. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is because uh, I'm not going to go into the corporate structure we currently have set up. But go on, do your stupid shit that I fucking hate. Oh, hi everyone, and welcome to the whatever it is episode of our podcast. It's episode we two, are really fucking... contriving this so it flows. 
I uh, I made a new podcast intro. Uh, it took me 25 minutes, and oh, to replace yeah. your voice, I just used uh, one of those text-to-speech things. And uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? Well, no, no, I just needed to see if the length was right, the flow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I played it to Holly. And she was like, I fucking hate it. I was like, what do you mean you fucking hate it? It's like the most simple podcast intro ever. Um, and she was like, that voice, I can't stand it. I was like, well, I'm not obviously not going to use this terrible robotic voice. It'd be terrible. It'd be shocking. I'm going to use John's soft terrible tones. voice. <laughs> I fucking hate the old intro, though, mate. I, ha- I, I hate it. I don't know what happened to you. You you turned into a softie on that intro. No, I didn't. You don't even speak that lovingly to fucking your wife. What? It's like you're trying to... You don't even speak that seductively to your wife. You don't know what I speak to my wife like when we're in bed naked. Bro, you're white, you're gammon, you just punch her, knock her out and tell her to take it. (laughs) Give an uppercut to the clip. (laughs) Soften it up a bit, you know. Oh, Oh, come on, she's menopausal, you've got to break the crust somehow. Oh, God, oh, God. Yuck, get get the old uh, windscreen scraper out. All right, just clear the debris. I mean, technically, I mean, I'm a grandfather, she's a grandmother. Technically, it's granny family, isn't it? Does it taste different? <laughs> no, it's just as fucking rank as ever. Uh, so it's still like licking an alkaline battery. Yeah, it's, it's like licking, licking the bottom of a skip, you know? <laughs> Sucking on your car battery. Tell you a funny story. When I was, I'm going back, you know, fucking donk, well, 40 years now when I was a kid. And a uh, mate of mine, first time with a girl, was in an alleyway. Oh, no. So well, hang on a minute, you, you ain't heard the best of it yet. And he says he, he fucking, he, he got her trousers undone, her jeans, and pulled them down around her knees. And he, and he pulled her knickers down, he was going to go down on her, right? And he says, I pulled her knickers down, and I fucking, I look, I look down, and I got this fucking stench come up. And he said, he thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway, because it's the first time and I'm, I'm here anyway. So he says, I got closer. Looked down properly, and I saw this fucking big skid mark of shit in her knickers. Oh! So oh. He, he says, "I just, I just says, oh, I've got, I've got to get home," and he just left her like that. <laughs> <laughs> he left her in anyway. But it was all consensual. Before, before anyone listening to this starts getting all fucking, oh, that's typical. That is, this is fucking female abuse. No, it's not. She was consenting to it. She was willing and up for it. He just changed his mind, which is perfectly permissible. Yeah, he, he changed his mind and just left consent. her in the alleyway with the knickers and, and trousers around her knees with this fucking stench and the fucking local dogs coming to see her. Your mate's a dirty cunt going thinking he's going to go down on someone in a fucking alleyway. Is there something wrong with that? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> mate, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. That, that, that well, that then reminds me of another story. <laughs> Oh, fuck's sake. I mean, I, I've told you this one before, but I bet the listeners don't heard it. A mate of mine. Well, he's not really. He's, he's a friend of a friend. He's an acquaintance. I, I, I used to know him probably third, 25 years ago when I was a doorman. Uh, guy, I'm not going to give his name, but nice bloke. Big built chap. He, he had a great physique and he was a not bad looking chap for a ginger. And uh, But he was, he's got a problem. He's an alcoholic. 
And there is, we think the reason he's an alcoholic is that he's gay and just he's in absolute denial. And it's really fucking him up. He, he, get, he just thinks like he gets a, a grinder account. And when he's called out on it, he says, oh, I just like the attention. I like the nice comments again. Yeah, right. We know you like the attention, mate, but it ain't comments you're after, is it? Anyway, this guy, he's the one who's on three bottles, who was on three bottles of vodka a day. So he'd wake up on the floor of his shop in the morning at like half six, and by nine o'clock, his first bottle of vodka's gone. And then he has another couple throughout the day. Imagine that fucker. Oh, I've seen photos of him. He looks older than I do, and he's a good 20 years younger, something like that. No, you know, he's probably 10 years younger. He's, he's fucking wrecked. Anyway, this guy, he reached the very lowest of the low. He went, he went, he reached the bottom and he kept on going. All right. He didn't just reach the bottom of the barrel. He drilled through the bottom of the barrel, right through the fucking ground and into the swamp. Because he traded sex with a homeless woman for a bottle of vodka. He went out drunk with a bottle of vodka in his hand and found a homeless woman and traded sex with her for the bottle of vodka. Now, when you do that, you know your life has reached a pretty fucking grim level. So again, it was consensual. Nothing wrong in it morally, but oh man, can you imagine the smell? You'd have to prise her lips open with a crowbar, wouldn't you? Oh, God, it'd be calling you up and asking for your windscreen fucking scraper. Can I borrow Sarah's windscreen scraper? <laughs> Honestly, you'd, you'd, oh, God. You'd, you'd get home and you'd fucking, you'd look at your knob and it, you'd think, oh, my God, how do I clean this? You'd be fucking domestic <laughs> on a wire brush, wouldn't you? Oh, God. Oh, mate. Do you reckon he went down on her? <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking when, when I stopped and remembered the story. I mean... You'd fucking hope not, wouldn't you? you You'd would. really hope not. I mean, putting your dick in it is one thing. Putting your face around it is entirely another. Oh, God. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Well, that brings us nicely <laughs> onto rules, doesn't it? <laughs> Perfectly. I've got a rule. Don't shag homeless women. Don't shag homeless women. Or blokes, for that matter. You know, we're not being sexist here. It just so happens this guy was, was drunk and... I was going to say he's a bloke and he likes women, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps he's a homeless man as well. You ever thought about that? I bet you've not. No, no, I definitely haven't. I definitely haven't. <laughs> For the listeners, this episode is meant to be about rules and boundaries. <laughs> Fitting into I think the we've just crossed them all. <laughs> we have crossed many. And that's that's interesting enough. People have asked me, what's the difference between a rule and a boundary? Um, and my, my answer is, because sometimes they blur, you know, I mean, a boundary yeah. and a rule, they, they can seem exactly. But the rule of the thumb, rule of thumb is a boundary is an area of your life or business or whatever you want to protect. So it might be, I don't work for free. That's the boundary, you know, you want me to work, you pay me. A boundary is quite big and, and can maybe have many different facets to it. Whereas a rule, a rule is like, imagine a prison Inside the prison camp or, or the, the, the safe area, you've got the boundary. That's the boundary. That's the bit you want to protect. And the rules, well, they're the, they're the guards on the towers with the rifles protecting you. They stop people crossing into crossing the boundary, crossing into the safe area. So you, know, you, might, have the, you might have the boundary, but I don't work for free. I always get paid. I'm going to get paid up front. And your rules would be, I don't start working until we've got cash in the bank. You pay at the beginning of a retained relationship, not halfway through it. At the end of the month, um, I don't get on the phone for free. They're rules and they protect your boundary. Again, I don't, you know, people 
Oh, and we have seen, I've seen this over the years. People get really hung up. Well, is this a rule or a boundary? It doesn't matter. You know, as long as you, as long as you decide what the fucker is and enforce it. Because, of course, a boundary or a rule which is not enforced isn't a rule or a boundary at all. It's just a fucking suggestion and nice to have a one of them. But it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's chicken now, wire. I, 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 get, wire. I, I sometimes get emails. Well, I say, maybe see posts is probably a better example. I see posts and things. I don't get many emails about this anymore. I used to, but um, you get posts and things, people complaining about someone encroaching on their boundaries. I get clients that are pissing me about, what do I do? Well, this is the conversation you should be having with a fucking client, not with random strangers on the internet who are most likely just going to act as an echo chamber. Yeah, it's really bad, isn't it? I've suffered from the same thing. How is that fucking helpful to anyone? All it does is yeah. you shared your misery. And the danger with sharing misery is you normalise it. Suddenly it's okay not to be paid or to be paid late. Yeah, it sucks, but it happens to everyone. So it's okay, really. It's just one of those things. That is the danger in normalising shitty behaviour from clients. Yeah. And clients will behave like shit if you let them. Everybody from your, I mean, unless you've got a particularly good spouse or whatever, Everybody ultimately will treat you exactly how you allow them to. One of the reasons my marriage is so damn good is right from day one, I set boundaries. And to be fair, so is Sarah. Things like, I mean, I see, I see people saying, like, oh, my wife checks my phone. Things like that. Sarah would not dream of checking mine. I wouldn't check hers either. Just, just wouldn't do it. It's like you don't go in a woman's fucking handbag without permission. Even with permission, I don't like doing it. You know? Yeah, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Dead uncomfortable. I, I, I just you just don't do these things. You don't yeah. read people's letters, things like that. But yeah. people don't have values. They don't have boundaries. They don't have rules. And you, I'll tell you something else as well. If people, if you don't have rules and boundaries of your own, you are less likely to respect anybody else's. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, absolutely. Much like anything, to be honest. If you don't have yeah. it yourself, you're less likely to respect others. Uh, I, I tell you what, a good analogy of that is I was one of the far first to pass my driving test and therefore I was one of the first to have a car and a few of my friends did and that car got very much trashed. It was only when they got their own cars that they started to be like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to keep my car in a relatively good nick. Fortunately for me, I didn't give a fuck. It was my first car, do what you fucking like in it. Uh, and lots of things happened in that first car, but we won't go into that today. Um, Homeless women, by any chance? Homeless men. Homeless men. Uh, (laughs) And lots of bottles of vodka. vodka. (laughs) I suppose what you could do with the vodka is, because it's it's quite, I mean, they use it in in hand washes. I suppose you could save some of the vodka to clean your knob with, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, and to fucking pour into your eyes and hopefully blind yourself after yeah. or indeed committing. you could use it to clean her fanny before you stick your knob or face in it it's probably not a bad idea no so may, may, maybe he's maybe it wasn't that bad an idea after all <laughs> he operates in another stratosphere that we do not understand <laughs> oh, me, i've got a whole whole book full of stories i could tell you about the guy and they're all bad oh god I mean, they're well, all funny i've, I've, I've I've heard a handful, and not one of them has been great. No, not, not one of them makes you want to go out and, and get drunk on a regular basis, does it? They, <laughs> or become an alcoholic. All, all of them make me shrink just into myself and just like get all like, oh, 
tense up a little bit. Anyway, let, last about... I heard. Well, I was just going to say one more thing. Last I heard, right. he was he was drying out somewhat. So it was no longer three bottles of wine, uh, vodka a day. It was seven bottles of wine. Oh, God. I'm not sure if that's better or worse. I, uh, I, I'm not sure. That's a lot know. of liquid. Seven but bottles of wine. That's a lot would, of liquid. I suppose it would depend on how big the bottle... It, it, is, it would depend on how big the bottle of vod- bottles of vodka are and also, I guess, how strong the wine was. But either way, anyway. it's, it's not good, is it? No, no, yeah, either way, it's not great. Even if it was, you know, three, I don't know, 250 milliliter bottles of vodka, if they exist. Yeah, they do. Like, they, 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 um, they, they call them naggins over here. No, oh, do they? Well, even that wouldn't be great doing just under a litre of vodka every day, but I bet it's uh, at least half a litre. Fucking hell. For me, a bottle of vodka is a litre. A bottle of wine is at least 11%, 750 mil. Oh, either way. Oh, God. It's, it's, I've got a lovely box of, and you're going to laugh at me again, uh, <laughs> delivered on my doorstep yesterday of uh, oh, award-winning craft it. beer. No, it wasn't chocolate. She can't, but we're not getting into that either because that hurts. award-winning craft beer and hearing about him kind of makes me not want to drink them anyway i'm now looking at at black glass whiteboards whiteboards. god (laughs) you've been done mate there's one here it's 90 by 60 it's only 58 quid 90 by 60 it's half the size of mine mine's 90 by 120 oh okay there you are twat (laughs) (laughs) rules and boundaries for me boundaries have always been more behavior focused and rules are then the ones that transform the behavior into black and white actionable yes no is this tolerable yeah would you say that's fair i haven't really thought about it if you think it's fair and it makes sense to you absolutely yeah, there's no. I see. I see what you're saying. I think boundaries are more static, aren't they? Whereas rules are are active because they have to be yeah. enforced. Yeah. And observed by external people, but you know, yeah. the, the really, I think the important thing is if you don't enforce rules and boundaries, they will be trodden on. Yeah, um, they're pointless. It, I mean, well, you have to do two things. The first is well, three things. First is you have to set them, decide what they are, and when we do, when we are put CAF two together, that's the very first thing they do. Well, it's module. Module zero is the introduction, but module one is rules and boundaries. Yeah. And I know people do resist it. Yeah, I want to get on with the really cool stuff first. But the thing is, you can't build a house on, or you can, but you are not wise to build a house on weak foundations. Mm -hmm. And when we get to the really cool stuff like triage and and getting people to pay for action plans and initial consultation calls, you need the rules to stop yourself being pulled off track by people whining saying, yeah, but just answer this one question. No. Pretty please. Yeah. And and things like people making statements say that's very expensive. That's not a question. But immediately people want to jump in and justify it. But if you've got a rule that says I don't answer, I don't answer statements given as questions or assumed as questions, you don't ever do that. Yeah? Yeah. So we have to make the rules first. That's how you have to set them. Second thing is people have to know what they are. Well, not always. Yeah. No, no one has to know that I won't work without being paid. That will become apparent in my behavior. But a lot of rules relating to externals, like calling me, you don't call me without an appointment. You have to fucking let people know. Yeah. I don't give free advice. People need to know that. And then the mm-hmm. third thing is, 
Of course, you need to enforce them because if you don't enforce them, they're just suggestions. Three things you have to do with rules. And most people don't even do one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most people definitely don't. Um, the cool thing about rules and boundaries is we recommend you set them up based on your own sort of values and morals. So Absolutely. to fall into life. danger of sounding like an absolute cunt, it's very authentic, uh, which in turn makes it very easy to enforce and gives you a better business uh, for it. And then as your business grows and you inevitably recruit contractors, staff, it's very easy for those rules and boundaries to turn into company tenants, operating yeah. procedures and whatnot for them to follow. Uh, as John rightfully said, it gives you such a strong foundation uh, beyond, you know, the, the first month of you doing it. It really becomes central to every year you have in business to the day you die. Well, if you if you set rules essentially to please other people, <laughs> if they're other people's rules, they're not they're not really your rules at all. They're not boundaries at all. You know, no. just, you're just people. You're just formalizing your people pleasing behavior <laughs> you are no you are you're absolutely you're, right you know, that you're, is you're, formal people pleasing i mean it's ridiculous and I, you know we, we laugh about it but i've seen now i've seen because people will use what we call coercive grammar they will say things like you shouldn't do things you should do things well says who and I, and I don't mean i don't mean things like you shouldn't kill people because you probably shouldn't do that i mean things like you shouldn't charge people up front it's wrong says who what you mean is you'd like to do it, but you're too fucking afraid. So you'd rather pull me down and use some kind of bullshit moral argument to make me a bad guy because you're too fucking chicken shit, lily liver to do it yourself. Yeah. Everyone just blindly following the status quo. Not oh, one person no. stopping for a second to think, hang on a minute. And the minute you do stop and start creating your own status quo, which then I suppose isn't a status quo at all, um, you, you become desirable. Yeah. You become so desirable. You stick out like a nudist with a hard on, eh? <laughs> you stick out like Jimmy Savile, a naked Jimmy Savile in a nudist kindergarten. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Oh, here's the thing, like. right? <laughs> I've said this before. I can't remember what it was. Um, maybe it was in the foundations meeting we had a couple of days ago. But there's, there is no practical difference between romantic seduction and business seduction. It's, they use the same mechanisms in the, in the brain. The same hormones will be flowing. And we should expect that because we've had commerce for maybe, what, 10,000 years? 5,000? Mm. I don't know. Probably goes, don't goes, know. Back, goes back to the Sumerians. But we've had romantic seduction for probably millions, certainly hundreds of thousands. So it's kind of piggyback. We've got this new cultural societal thing of, of commerce, trade. And we piggyback that on the, on, on the emotions and the, the infrastructure, if you like, we've already got human, human infrastructure. So it's, it shouldn't be a surprise. Well, the thing is, in the same way as, and again, women, if you speak to women about this, they'll tell you, one of the most attractive things they will find about a man is confidence. Mm -hmm. Well, it's no different in business. And it, some of it comes back to this, you know, your clients have a problem that they are often lost. And it depends what you do. I mean, if, if you're, say, like Deb, who deals with cancer patients, your patients, your clients are really fucking suffering, not just yeah. physically, but mentally as well. Well, it can be the same for us in our business. People can be struggling with their freelance career, especially women, when their job is often seen as being a nice little job. Yeah, you go and make the tea. And you, you go. Yeah, and they get treated clients. like cunts. I, I do the proper job. I'm, I'm your husband. I do the proper job. Mm. A little hobby job. That's how many of them come across to me and say, now they feel mm -hmm. disloyal for saying it, but that's how it's treated. So what mm -hmm. I try to do, what I do do, is I get them to have a proper fucking business that they can be 
proud of. So they get their time with the family, time with their kids, time with their husbands, and they have this proper business. Mm-hmm. Well, you can only do that with rules and boundaries because otherwise people will shit all over you. Yeah. Especially they will, yep. your, they will treat your business badly. And the same things that make you attractive to a, to a, a woman will make you attractive to clients, being confident. People are walking around, they're suffering. Your clients are suffering. Everyone's clients, everyone listen to this, your clients are suffering. What they want is somewhere to plug in their umbilical cord. They want someone to say, we'll take care of you. We're going to look after you. Why, else, why the hell else are human beings wired up to have a religion? Some great big fucking sky daddy to take the place of your parents and tribal elders and look after you when you're all grown up and you're the most adult person in the room, apparently. It's true. Yeah, spot on. You, know, you reach adulthood, and when you become the, the most adulty adult, you're the oldest one, you think, fuck, who do I lean on? Well, <laughs> that's when you make a, you invent a god. Yeah. yeah. And that then comes down to fucking leadership, which we also now teach in our elite group. And for those watching this, by the way, or listening to this, um, date in your diary, the 20th, 21st, or 22nd, uh, 20th and 21st of uh February, pencil it in. Because on the 20th, we're doing an open to the public event where we're going to be going through the bare bones of the um, leadership model, the, the stoic leadership paradigm, and the client application, client acquisition framework. And it's not a free event. So I don't think when I say open to the public, it's not like you just fucking swan <laughs> in. It's a paid for event. And then on the, the Monday, we've got foundations. But it's a proper event. It's not just a fucking thinly disguised sales pitch. You walk out of that event able to do this shit internally. Take like practice. You won't be able to do it straight away. But you'll have everything you need to go back and practice. And you'll only get good at it by practice. And if you do and practice, it will change your life. That's our promise. Yeah. And that's why they're going to fucking pay for it. Absolutely. But it comes down to leadership, and leadership requires rules. Yeah. Both internal rules as your own leader, but also external rules, rules for the people you lead, such as clients, your prospects, your your wider market, your competitors, and on a personal level, if you're the patriarch or the matriarch of your family, your family rules. And even if you're not the patriarch or matriarch, you've got this completely 100% egalitarian relationship, you still need rules. Such as, don't look at my fucking phone without my permission. Nothing, nothing speaks. I've got a little purse with my husband's testicles in it. Nothing speaks that louder than a joint Facebook account. Oh, God, they're the worst. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the argument is, well, I've had nothing to to hide. hide. That's not the point. It's privacy. It's privacy. Uh, That's the stupid rebuttal that comes back whenever you talk about phones. Um, it's common decency. Uh, I, I've got nothing Tamsin, to hide either. Exactly. Tamsin would never go on my phone without asking me first. But when she does ask, it's not like, oh, I'm really anxious about handing over. It's like, yeah, I'll unlock it for you. Uh, is the phone. In fact, sometimes I'm driving. Oh, the passcode's this. Yeah, right. Change the music. But it's but always she'll always permission. ask. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like there's anything to hide. This is terrible, John. Listen to this. Um, I'll dig it out for you. Uh, well, I'll do my best to find it. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was on an article, uh, female empowerment or something like that, dot fucking shite. And um, it was an article about how to effectively set up a joint Facebook account and how to identify when the time is right to set up a joint Facebook account and how to operate it. Well, now, if men were suggesting that, 
it will be abusive. Yeah. Well, it's abusive it. when theme, if whoever suggests it. it I agree I with you. But what I'm abusive. saying is that was, that was being suggested on a, on a kind of female empowerment website. If men suggested that, it would be abusive, coercive, it would be narcissistic, bullying, controlling, all those fucking nasty epithets they use to describe men for no good reason. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know a lot of men are shits, but that's not all men. But the thing is, it is, oh, it doesn't matter, nothing. Can you imagine a joint Facebook account? Why the fuck I hate, would I do that? I hate Facebook at the best of times. I literally have an account just for the business, for no other reason, just for the business. So, so Tamsin said, do you want a joint Facebook account? I'd be like, the fuck are you on about? Like I don't even shared... want Facebook. It's like having a shared toothbrush, isn't it? No. Oh, 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 oh. No. Oh, shared God. bog paper. <laughs> it gets and, yeah, all right. Now, now that's weird. A shared bog paper. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. Imagine it's, that. It's this shared handkerchiefs. Shared, shared condoms with your mates. No, thank you. God, I tell you what, the the eco warriors and single use plastics. I've never seen them talk about condoms. <laughs> no, it's probably something I don't want to talk about too much, isn't it? Really? Yeah, because they're using them, aren't they? <laughs> of course they are. I mean, these these people are fucking hypocrites. They are all, all hypocrites. I saw yesterday, right? Some fucking woman on on LinkedIn. So she was she done a screenshot of some tweet that some twatted them going off against capitalism she was a business owner Fuck she owned off. a business and she was saying how bad capitalism was you stupid dumb cunt if you're a business owner you are a capitalist by definition you are the owner of the means of production that's you know? some of the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life i know that is if some you are of the a business brain. owner, you are behaving as a capitalist because you own the means of production. That's it. Simple. There's no. There's no argument about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're a no words. Yeah. Oh, no words. No. No words. Capitalism is characterized by free trade and and freedom of, of employment. You choose where you work. It might not be the best solution out there. There might be better ways, but we don't know what they are because we've not found them yet. And it's the best one we've found, which is why all these collectivist societies from North Korea to the USSR, which is now no longer, Cuba, and all these other fucking socialist states either fail or require propping up by capitalist fucking societies. How many times does socialism and communism have to fucking fail before these microcephalic cunt brains understand simple fucking mathematics there's a uh seriously wrong with these people i you know i enjoy reddit don't you yeah there's a uh, subreddit it's been the fastest growing subreddit uh this year i believe uh it's, it's called anti-work and um there's a to be honest if you go on it, there's some horrible things in there uh, in terms of how employees are treating their employees. But the reaction to it isn't, wow, what a shitty place to work. Tell me where it is so I'll never apply there. It's fuck managers, fuck the rich, fuck capitalism, fuck this, fuck that. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Because there's some funny screenshots of just employees sticking up for themselves. And I'm sure, I'm almost certain half of it's fake anyway. Um, Probably. I'm next to certain half of it's fake. 
Um, but they're funny. They are entertaining watching these employees being like, no, fuck you. That's an unreasonable request. I quit. It's fucking funny. Um, but the reaction is just like, I, I can't believe the comments. <laughs> fuck capitalism. Well, I can. They're depressing because of stupidity. How about this, right? How about the irony in an anti-capitalist posting her anti-capitalist bullshit as a business owner from her uh, iPhone made by Apple on a website run by LinkedIn using browser, which will be read on browsers made by Google, on computers made by Microsoft, Apple, and others. Where the irony in all that and will be, will be promulgated around the world by infrastructure provided by capitalists. Have you None seen of them will be socialist or communist. Have you, have you seen that picture, John? Which one? Of the gothic-looking girl sat down at yes, the cafe. Yes, I have. The craziest shit ever. Let, let me just uh, describe it for the listeners. It's this fairly gothically dressed, mildly gothically dressed young lady with a fuck uh, capitalism sticker on the back of her MacBook Pro while she is sitting there with a Starbucks coffee. I know. Listening it, to Apple headphones it, <laughs> with her fucking... designer bag. If I didn't, if I didn't laugh at it and, and mock her and tr- people like that with utter derision, I would cry. And I don't the want to cry because crying is miserable. I don't want to be miserable, so I'm going to be happy about it and mock and point my finger and laugh. That's fucking uh... stupid. I work right. Here's the thing: I had some <laughs> fucking woman. Well, I say woman; she's barely a girl, as far as I'm concerned. She's probably early twenties on Instagram, telling me. Uh, my my focus on on women entrepreneurs is sexist and problematic, Fuck. and I said, "Well, problematic for whom? <laughs> it's fine for me." And I, I, she came back and said, "Oh, I'm just giving you some friendly business advice." I said, well, "Do you actually run a business? Have you, have you do you actually even have a fucking job?" Well, it turns out she's neuro neurodivergent, unemployed, and has never had a job, but somehow feels empowered and qualified to tell people like me. How to run a business, and I said, "Well, why don't you speak to the women I mentor first? Now, ask them their opinion about the work I do. Then open your fucking stupid gob. I fucking hate these people. Hitler had some great ideas. Let's get a certain group of people and fucking murder them all. But he just—I mean, picking a race is wrong, and a religion is wrong. Let's pick stupid people. That's perfectly okay. I think, anyway. Yeah, I hate health and safety." to be honest, because it stops natural selection taking place. It does, I know. I mean, the, the world we've got now is fucking biased towards keeping stupid people alive. That's, that's... I've got this fucking paint-removing gun, right? You can start a fire with it. It blows really fucking hot air. There's a sticker on the side. You know what it says? Not to be used as a hairdryer. <laughs> oh, man, if you are so stupid, you use a gun that will start a fucking fire on wood to dry your hair. You deserve... Everything you get. But do you know what the frustrating thing is, John? People will do it and well, complain. That, but that, that is only there because, because someone used it as a hairdryer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you see the signs like <laughs> in random places saying like really obvious shit and you're like, why the fuck is there? And then because someone it. has done it. Yeah. yeah. And now they have like a legal obligation. Do not put this black and decker drill in your eye. Yeah, what, what yeah. The fuck would I want to do that? Because someone's done it. Yeah, like cucumbers being sold as not to be used as a dildo warnings on nowadays. Are they? 
Oh, shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, uh... right. Yeah, I, I've, my, my view is very, very simple. I and mean, you'd expect this being autistic, it's very black and white. If you are so fucking stupid, you use a hot air gun that can start set wood alight to dry your hair. You deserve everything you fucking get. I would actually make it illegal to put warning signs on these things. <laughs> I really fucking would. No, we don't cater oh. for the stupid, all right? It's against the law to cater for the fucking stupid. Oh. We want a meritocracy. Only the fucking smart survive. You don't do that yeah. by fucking burning your head. We've, we've got a rule in, in the business, you know, not to deal with stupid people. Yeah. And then I look at half of our client base and I think, how the fuck did you get in? Especially <laughs> Zach. Oh, God, Zach. Well, we got Zach because we blackmail him, don't we? Yeah, he does listen to these. I know, I know most of our clients do listen to the podcast, but he religiously does it on his Peloton bike. Yeah, but just remember, Zach, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. But do you know what's funny? Zach pays us all that money, which he routinely, you know, is like... Oh, I would pay more. And we're like, fuck. Um, yeah. But he listens to the free shit. He doesn't go into the library. And no. fucking, like, he comes and listens to the free shit. So who's the sucker, really? <laughs> but, I, but stupid, going back to stupid people, right? I've got this hammer on my desk. And it's two reasons. One, it's always handy for self-defense. I live in the middle of nowhere. You never know. But also, I find myself, I find my hands creeping to the keyboard sometimes to reply to stupid shit on, on social media. And I know there's no point because it won't change their minds. It won't change anyone's minds. And it, all it's going to do is, is, is waste my time. So what I do, when I find my hands creeping towards the keyboard to, to come back with some vitriolic comment to a stupid person, I smash my own fucking hands with a hammer. Works really well. Do you know what's funny? Honestly. What? The dif difference between me and you, you have a, uh, a hammer on, at arm's reach. And I have a shiny, shiny Blastoise Pokemon in arm's reach. <laughs> yeah, but if some, if some fucking knocks on your office door with an ill intent, you can't exactly fucking defend yourself with a Pokemon card, can you? Uh, they've got to get through the fucking... I, I live on the I've fucking... Got a fucking pickaxe handle and a hammer. I'm in the penthouse, mate. they got to get past the fucking door stuff. I've got this. This, is, this was a gift from a knife maker. I don't know why it's on my desk. I don't have to use it. You play that Thank stupid you, game. Bing, 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 bing. Here in Ireland, we have what's called the. Uh, we're entitled to use what's called the castle defence. Now we we can use up to and including lethal force to defend ourselves in our own homes if we believe we are genuinely. Aggressive. I thought they revoked that law. No, nope. not okay. here. Apologies, carry on. Um, well, not that I'm aware of. Anyway, I'm almost certain <laughs> Alan Shatter. But anyway, here's the thing. Here's the mistake people make. Someone breaks into your house and you kill them. What do you do? Well, most people call the police and say, I've just killed someone. Why would you do that? Well, I would do it. I would kill them. I'd just hide the body. Because no one's looking for them. It's not like they're fucking advertised. I'm going to break into John's house and, and do him and his wife in. They've just, they've fucking sneaked out wherever they live. They've got their fucking hoodie up. They've, they've come onto the place, trying to be unobserved. Fucking perfect. So you kill them. Then you just, I mean, we've got a fucking huge farm in it. There's parts of this farm that haven't been fucking touched for 40 years. I just fucking dump them in a silage pit. Sorry, I mean, a, a slurry pit. You, you wouldn't have to pay for dog food for a little while. Well, yeah, there's that as well. I could feed the fuckers to the dogs. I could actually, 
I live in the middle of nowhere. I could actually go out, I could boil a fucking corpse down into soap and no one would fucking be any the wiser. We've lost the plot here, mate. Why? We've Rules and boundaries. Through. Don't come on to my <laughs> property. Or I'll boil you down to soap. <laughs> That's quite the threat. Yeah. Do you want to well, be soap? That's another people, mate, you see. People, people do make threats. They're all fucking noise. Mm. I, I, I can tell you that any equivocation if anyone comes into my property with ill intent i won't i won't threaten them or bluster i'll i'll go for the kill straight away and that's not what most people do they, they most fights escalate don't they they go up up, up but they, they kind of ratchet up a notch I don't, i've never done that i've always gone in like the special forces do maximum violence maximum damage in the shortest possible shortest possible time as possible as short as time as possible because that's the only way you're going to win um i'm a lucky like, if they're going to come into my house with an intent don't you are? I don't, I, one, people don't know where you live. Two, it's a fucking nightmare to get to where you live. And three, you, you're just a, you're an angry Rottweiler, mate. <laughs> more, more, like a, more like a Jack Russell, really. <laughs> angry Jack Russell with a fucking hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Haggis with a hammer. Oh, God. Rules and boundaries. Plug them into your fucking business. Definitely. Tell and your staff fair. about them. Enforce them talk about them yeah set them promote them enforce them otherwise they're just suggestions yeah it's uh if something happens in your business that you don't like you don't think it's right don't just sit there and be sad about it do something about it it's not here's a mistake thing if it well. happens once it's only a mistake if it happens twice here's another thing when you're enforcing your boundaries with clients don't apologize or justify no never because what what you know say someone says can we have a chat on the phone most people say, I'm sorry, but I have to charge for that. You don't have to at all. Own your shit. Just say, that's not how it works. I charge for initial consultations. It's £150 plus VAT for the first hour. Yeah, Own your shit. Don't apologise. And you don't have to justify. Because some people will write, you know, a paragraph saying why they charge. Why? Why would you do that? You just state your position. They either fucking go with it or they don't. This is the same with all boundaries and rules. You don't have to justify them or explain them. Certainly not to fucking strangers or outsiders. Maybe with employees, you, you may need to, you may want to, so they understand yeah, you why should you've with got employees. the employees. Because they, they've got to enforce it too. So you, you mm -hmm. may want to go into that. But certainly with outsiders, clients or prospects coming to you, you don't have to explain why you're not going to meet them for free or justify it or apologise for it. I'm sorry. I'm Or distance yourself and say, I can't do that. No, I won't do that. I don't meet people for free. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about being fucking assertive. Yeah. Now, assertiveness is not new. I, I, nope. I was recommended a book probably 35 years ago. It's uh, A Woman in Your Own Right by Anne Dixon. That's D-I-X-O-N and Anne with an E. Um, and it changed my life 35 years ago. It, it's just as applicable to men as it is for women. And I suggest, and it's, it's actually required reading for all our clients, by the way, men and women alike. Yeah. It's required reading. I suggest everyone listening to this podcast gets that book. It's, you can get it for about two quid. And if you're on Amazon Prime, it's free on Kindle. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse not reading this book. And it's a really good reader as well. Why is that stupid, people? Google exists. Amazon exists. All of this free information. And yet there's fucking weak idiots. Mm. Oh, God. Read the book. Read the book. Absolutely, John. Because uh, I'm sure you'll agree with this. Being a 
never-ending perennial people pleaser is the fastest way to live a miserable life and go out of business very very quickly it must be exhausting Mm. You, 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 you can't please everyone it's impossible because if you if you pleased everyone you you displease you and me because we'll look yeah. at you and mock you so you're gonna piss yeah. someone off no matter what you do so you might as well be fucking make sure someone's happy and please yourself mm-hmm. at least, at least you know then at least one person is going to be happy and content with what you do mm. uh, the fact that that's the only important person really is, is by the by right? if you try and please everyone you please no one not even yourself it's a real issue though There there, there will be people listening here that identify as serial people pleasers to people that don't pay them, to people that aren't friends or family but have opinions on them. They're just associates and they're just trying to, I know, then they they put a lot of weight on their family's opinion, which I think is silly. Um, Friends' opinions (laughs) and then their prospects' opinions. Random people on the internet in their echo chambers' opinions. Why the fuck would you do that? Instagram, Facebook. Um, all that, sorts that woman uh, no this was someone else on Instagram someone objected to something I said and basically likened me to Hitler <laughs> but what it was I know what it was was some autistics are against research into the genetics of autism because they say oh it's like a eugenics no it isn't You know, science and research is value, is value neutral it's what people use it for and we can't stop people learning things because you might you don't like what it might be used for. And she accused me of being like a oh you, basically you're a eugenicist you support you support eugenics and Nazis and I just I just ignored it. Her next comment was I noticed with interest how you didn't defend yourself and I said I don't need to defend myself. Why would I defend myself against someone whose opinion is irrelevant? What why that's, would I? Why, yeah, well that, that's, that's a weird. great insight into her character, not mine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that that's also <laughs> something that people get very wrong is that yeah. when you make a statement or an accusation the other person has to reply and if they don't they're no. guilty yeah, yeah 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 guilty by not defending yourself by defa- I know, and that's not how the thing. legal system works no <laughs> you, you so have why, to prove guilt and quite rightly so you can't prove innocence anyway i can't prove i'm not a racist or a nazi or a sexist or anything else yeah you can I, prove I, you're guilty you can't. Yeah, exactly. So you, you cannot prove a negative like that. So I, I, and I don't care enough about anyone else's opinion to, to even defend myself. And the moment you start saying, I'm not a racist, I'm not sexist, I, I'm not, what I meant was, you, you look like an idiot. Well, you look like a you sexist, are an idiot. you look like a racist, you look like all of those things. I know I do. Oh, I'll get that too. No, not you, but the minute you <laughs> someone, anyone, yeah, <laughs> says, exactly. you know, oh, I, no, I'm not. You, no, you're I'm on the not. Back In that little whiny voice, I'm not a racist. <laughs> But, I've got a black but, friend. I like women. I'll ask my girlfriend. She pegs me. I'm really nice to her. She, we got a, we got a joint Facebook account. <laughs> joint bank accounts. She uh, lets me spend £10 a month. Oh, the number of people that Phil talks to, the, their wives won't let them spend the money to get fit and healthy. Honestly, and we've got... Usually we've the got, man that makes the money, the ones that he speaks to, because he speaks to a very high level... That's not the point, obviously. What we've got is we've got overweight men whose wives won't have sex with them who are not allowed to lose weight because their wives won't let them spend the money. What does that tell you about their fucking marriages? Yeah. What does it tell you about the men who put up with it? And, and you know, if it was a, the other way around, I would say the same thing. as I'm not being sexist here. If it was a woman whose husband was saying, you can't lose weight, but, but I'm not going to have sex with you because you're fat, I'd say exactly the fucking same. What a shit fucking marriage you've got there. What a cunt you are. Mm-hmm. With that, 
<laughs> I, I, I think we've reached a natural end. Yeah. What a cunt you are. So, boundaries, what, rules. What the fuck? Did you just call me a cunt? Yeah. Fair enough. All right. All right, <laughs> All right. Uh, if they want our help uh, with foundations and plugging in rules and boundaries into their business alongside the tracks of juice and cell systems, plus our new leadership model where you can start to gain some actual fucking confidence in your life to do this shit. Well, you'll get to come to that Sunday event for free if you're in foundations. Uh-huh. Email holly, holly at growyourbusinessfast.co.uk and she will sort you out and I get a cut because she's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and she's homeless. <laughs> Three bottles of vodka will do it. She's, yeah, she's do. up market homeless. <laughs> That's what I mean. One for her, one for you, one for me. Fucking bargain, that is. All right. See you later, guys and girls. Tata for nah.